How you doing? This is Sam Tolly, and yes, the illegals are winning. And some Americans are sleeping in their cars in Biden's America. We'll talk about this on Trusting the Truth. 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 Welcome to Trusting the Truth with Samuel Tolley, where we view the world through the lens of Jesus Christ. We do not view Jesus Christ through the lens of the world. How you doing? This is Sam Tolley, Trusting the Truth, and I want to talk about America in 2023 i mean it's amazing what this country is going to become or has become you know first let me show you something i want to show you what the uh rule number 20 was in the communist party and something that joseph stalin had to say let's let's look at this before we get into it too deep Print is the sharpest and the strongest weapon of our party. That's what Joseph Stalin said. And the communist rule number 20 said, infiltrate the press, get control of book review assignments, editorial writing, policy-making positions. Now, when Stalin said all these things, obviously it was before the internet. It was before, probably before television. It was before we had the capacity that is man to disseminate information instantly and everywhere. And the press, you know, the communists understood that you could use the press to do their bidding. And even in the United States right now, I think that the press are either communists, but they're definitely either communists or socialists or whatever, but they're not acting like the press. The press's job is to be, the referee, the impartial referee. Now, some Democrats may feel as though, well, you know, I think the press is doing a good job. Okay, that's fair. But anybody with any common sense and are paying attention to anything has to know that the press is biased. So the vast majority of Democrats should understand and know that. Case in point, Donald Trump, ever since he walked down that golden escalator they were slamming him. Now, at first, they thought it was a joke, and they gave him a lot of press because they thought it was funny. But once it became serious, then the press turned on him like he was the second coming of Attila the Hun. And the press conveniently forgot about the fact that Trump was a very popular American to both Democrats and Republicans. They never mentioned anything like that. They never mentioned the fact that he had, which they knew, this primetime television show for about 11 years, a show that was watched by many. Now, I didn't watch it because I never watched reality TV. But the fact of it is, is you would think that if he was the monster they portray him to be, the press would have told us then he would have never been able to have that show. But he had the show, and they welcomed him on the show. But now, uh, you think he can get a show on, on NBC? I doubt it. Now, so the press, they 
went with this fabrication, this lie that was implanted saying that Trump was a Russian stooge, that the Russians um, helped him win the 2016 election. They ran with this thing for like three years. They even, they were set up where the government spent over $40 million investigating this thing. Come to find out that the FBI knew about it all along, even before it was investigated. As a matter of fact, the FBI even went so far, I believe, to offer a million dollars to this person who wrote that dossier if he could substantiate it. And it also came out that the person who authorized this dossier allegedly and paid for it was Hillary Clinton, Trump's opponent. I believe half the people in America don't even realize that. I mean, none of my liberal Democrat friends have ever said a word about that. So, because the, the press is not being the impartial referee, they should have been slamming Hillary and slamming the FBI and slamming everybody that came up with this lie and perpetrated it on the American people for three years. But they didn't because the press is part of the lie. That's why they didn't. And then you'll get these people that no longer think independently they do not read or if they can read they get a bunch of propaganda and rarely do they get balanced reporting or information and so they just go along with it or those <clears throat> that realize something must have been wrong it doesn't make sense that we went through this for three years and even though i don't like the man there was nothing there there has to be some democrats that feel that way and i would say to those democrats you may feel fine that your side, as it were, uh, are not suffering uh, because of that lie, or you don't think they're suffering, but the fact of it is, is your side and you are suffering because you're suffering because you have uh, submitted yourself to lies instead of the truth. And the day may come when somebody on your side is denigrated, assaulted, smeared, lied on, and it was unwarranted and nobody there to defend that person. Or a press isn't there to say, wait a minute, this is wrong. And then at that point, you'll wonder. You'll wonder what's going on. I mean, right now, it's amazing to me. Many liberal Jews are starting to get the idea. They're starting to understand something. Many of these Jews, they would line up with all these liberal causes, all these, you know, I mean, abortion, gay rights, uh, you know, transgenderism, drag queens, all this stuff. They would line up with it. But after Hamas um, invaded Israel and killed about 14,000 people and cut off baby heads, <clears throat> the heads of babies, raped the women, uh, took people as hostages, and then these liberal Jews wanting to stand up for Israel started getting backlash from many people who they thought were honest and wholesome and, and, and cared like they do about everything. They started seeing. They started seeing folks that will believe a lie and stand by the lie. And so now they're finding themselves 
waving in the wind, wondering who's their friend. I believe that the truth needs to be stated. And sometimes, even if we don't like it, even if the truth hurts, we need to tell the truth. Because in the end, the truth is the only thing that we have. You know, if you build a house on seeking sand, it's going to crash. But if it's on the truth, no matter what buffers it, it'll stand because there's nowhere else to go. Getting into my topic for this evening. This, this, this is some very strange area that we didn't got into. And here's another thing about the press. The press denigrated Trump so much about everything. It got to the point where no matter what Trump was for, if he was for it, they were against it. I remember when he was for hydroxychloroquine or ivervexin for that situation we had that I don't even know if certain uh, stations will even allow me to talk about it. But the press was against it. You know, <clears throat> they wouldn't even entertain the possibility that what he was saying could be true. And we come to find out that it was true, that those things could have helped people. But another thing they talked about was that he was xenophobic. He hated illegals. He hated people from other countries. He wanted to put up a wall. How dare he put up a wall? Well, what happened after this election 2020 was over, regardless as to who legitimately won? We've had millions of people cross the border. Millions. And for the most part, the press was silent or supportive of the administration. Even the administration's border czar, the, 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 the colored or black, as people like to call her, uh, Kamala Harris, who never went down to the border, um, they cover her butt. She didn't do anything. But only until these liberal cities start catching hell more hell than they can stand, people start talking about it. Then now I hear that Biden's even talking about putting up a few miles of fence or gate or whatever the hell you want to call it. But the fact of it is, is that could have been done three years ago. And the American people are the one that's going to pay for this. So now I want to get into the meat of my discussion today. It's this article. Biden's 2023 flood, one migrant for every newborn. Look at that. Look at that. One migrant, an American born, an illegal shows up. And, and, you know, and that's another thing about the press now. They won't say illegal aliens anymore. That's not accepted. It's migrants. And they won't even say illegal migrants. You know, when you camouflage language, uh, you're not telling people what they need to know. You're telling people what you want them to think or how to think. You know, the legal terminology hasn't changed from illegal aliens to migrants. Anybody that comes into this country without the right documentation is an illegal alien, someone that is here 
who should not be here. And the president of the United States and every person is supposed to defend the Constitution that works for the federal government. And if we're not protecting our borders, what are we doing? If we don't have a border, we don't have a country. This picture that you're looking at with Joe Biden and all these folks, it's real. It's real. <clears throat> Let's dig into this article. President Joe Biden's deputies welcome at least one economic migrant into the United States during the last 12 months for every newborn or high school graduate. Now you think about this. For every last one of us that are here or that was born or going into the world, they've let one in that doesn't belong here. More than 4 million, let's see, I don't see you can see that on this one. Let me change the page here. It says more than 4 million migrants crossed the southern border during the government's October to September budget year, according to the federal data released October the 21. 4 million? We're talking about 4 million in less than a year. In contrast, 3.67 million Americans were born during the matching 12-month period in 2022, according to the Census Bureau. The 2022 numbers include 400,000 births of illegal aliens. So not only did we get 4 million illegals into the United States, almost half a million of them had kids. And you remember Trump, he wanted to stop that law where he wants them to put in a law where you can't cross the border and have a kid and that kid becomes an American because that's what people love to do. You know, there's an incentive for it. You can get pregnant in Venezuela or Guatemala, El Salvador, the Congo, China, the Soviet Union, or the former Soviet Union, cross the border and come into the United States and had that baby, boom, the baby's an American citizen, boom, the baby's entitled to all the rights and privileges of an American. And of course, who would want to deny that babies from being with their mother? And if they got a family, well, gee, the best thing for the family is to be with the baby. So since the baby's an American citizen, they drag along everybody else. The inflow also creates vast economic competition for the 3 million American youth who graduate from schools in the 10 months up to October 2022. I'm, I'm so glad that there is at least one news source, and this is Breitbart, there's a few more, that will tell you what you need to know and understand how this influx of people that do not belong here, how it's hurting us. Ah, oh, man. Let's see. One predictable result is that the new migrants are pricing ordinary Americans out of housing. See, I know these liberal people. Well, I don't know them, but 
I see a lot of these liberal people. They're, oh, well, you know, gee, they're just trying to, you know, take care of their family. I mean, you know, why would you not, you know, stop somebody to just try to take care of the family? I saw a beautiful example of the hypocrisy of the liberal. This guy, uh, he walked up to this guy. I guess he had a Biden shirt on or something. And he was asking him, do you, you know, do you think it's all right for illegals to come here and stuff? He said, yeah, yeah, sure. So he had three of them walking with him. And he said, well, hey, here's so-and-so that his medicine he takes in the evening or whatever. And these other two dudes. And, you know, I'm glad you give us. So, whoa, wait a minute. He, they can't stay here. I don't know them people. What do you mean they can't stay here? You said you you, you welcome illegals. See, these bleeding heart, idiot, they feel good as long as it doesn't hurt them personally or as long as they don't think it hurts them personally because every last one of these folks across the border is going to impact that imbecile whether he realizes it or not. His gas isn't twice as much for nothing. Taxes aren't through the roof and inflation isn't through the roof for nothing. But see, his thing, just like so many of these other ones, they don't want to see it. You know, like Cher was talking about, well, if Trump wins, she's going to move out of the, the country. This woman got a big, gigantic compound. But I thought about it out of took it, brought her picture up. You know, and she's all, she's a bleeding heart liberal. You can bet your sweet bippy that none of those liberals live on her compound. And if any of them come on her compound, it might be because she's hiring something to do some work. So they're pacing Americans out of housing. The New York Times reported August 17 on the growing number of evicted homeless Americans who are living in their autos. Like I said, the, the, the illegals are winning. They're winning and the American people are suffering. Mrs. Audit, 49, earns over $72,000 a year as a social worker for the Washington State Department of Social and Health Services. But a combination of bad luck, bad debt, and a bad credit score priced her out of her apartment in Bellevue, another suburb in Seattle, one of the most expensive housing markets in the country. With an eviction looming, she put her furniture in storage this spring and began parking the sedan in a U-shaped parking lot outside a church in Kirkland. This woman's making $72,000 a year and can't afford to live. Maybe her situation is quite unique, or she got over her head in certain situations. I don't know. The car, her biggest investment, became her home. The roof turned into a dining table, the trunk a closet, and a weather stretch of blacktop provided by um, the Methodist Church became her yard. Her neighborhood and her safe place. In other parking lots across the country, car dwellers share the hardships 
that landed them there. A man who scraped by delivering pizzas in Santa Barbara ended up in his Nissan uh, Frontier yeah, when the pizza parlor cut his hours. So this guy is selling pizza for a living. And uh, the pizza parlor cut his hours. So, <laughs> I mean, we're talking about two people right here that are working. But they can no longer afford to live in Biden's America. A 35-year-old who installed home security systems ended up in his Chevy Suburban when he lost control of the drill, snapping his radio tendon. Wow. And one woman said she had chose between, she had to choose between helping her mother or herself. Now, these, see these bleeding hearts for the illegals coming to America? Well, they want to just take care of their family. They just want to live like, they don't have that same bleeding heart for Americans living in their cars or Americans living on the street. I remember uh, when I was working in California five years ago, my downtown, the downtown office of the business I worked in was in a very nice area. Um, it was an exclusive building. I mean, you know, you have to pay some good money to work there or, you know, to rent out the space. But you can go three miles east of City Hall and it was like I was in a third world country. I mean, there were tents on sidewalks, wall to wall, tents, cardboard, whatever. People just living out there. I mean, it was so spooky for blocks on end that I wouldn't dare walk out there because I don't know what kind of people I'm running into. It was like I said, it was like you're on another planet. But these are American citizens. I mean, many of them are homeless because they got drug addictions. I understand that. Many of them are homeless because they had hard luck. Many of them are homeless for a variety of reasons. But the fact that this is those were American citizens that need help and need to be able to get off the street. Why would we import millions of illegals when we have Americans living on the streets. In contrast, many migrants are being fast-tracked into American housing by government-funded business-backed progressive groups who increasingly divorce themselves from the interests of ordinary Americans. For example, Governing.com reported on October 23 from Chicago. Soon after settling in the shelter, Venezuelan, says Angela Davila, 45, began to work first in construction and then in a mushroom factory, he said. So now my normal response would be, okay, there's a typo. This person's name is Angela Davila. That would be my normal response. But these days, this Angela Davila, and then they say it's a he? Hey, 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 yeah, I don't know. It could be some guy that's identifying as a woman or a woman identifying as a man, or it could be a typo. Who knows? 
Now he rents a basement apartment from Matt Joint, the volunteer who first picked up the villa and his family from a police station to tell, take them to a shelter. I remember seeing a, a, a video of a police station in Chicago where the police could barely get around because they had so many illegals laying in the lobby and laying all over the place. They had illegals on the side of an airport where they're just housing these people. I mean, there's illegals come, it's like roaches everywhere. Why? Why the necessity? I mean, I read where, 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 where Chicago, that wouldn't take care of its own people, spent $100 million in one month to take care of illegals. It, it makes you wonder why. Why are they so important? But what's even worse is why do the, the citizens put up with that mess? The taxpayers, I mean, the, the people, the Americans, they're brainwashing their condition to do whatever they say do. You know, vote that straight Democrat line. Just vote Democrat. No, I don't care how bad it is. Vote Democrat. Republicans are probably worse. Although they weren't worse than the Trump. But the news media, the referee who fixes the game all the time, whose sword or weapon is sharper, is like Stalin says, they, they, they don't talk about stuff like this. They try to hide it. They try to masquerade it. They try to do whatever they can to deflect from the reality. Okay. It is so nice here. It finally feels like a home, he said in Spanish on a recent day, surveying his new apartment from a chair by the kitchen counter. <sighs> they recently celebrated a birthday for one of the villa's sons in the backyard with other volunteers and asylum seekers. They're like family now, joint said. This year's inflow was revealed on October 21 when Biden's deputy reluctantly released the September numbers on a Saturday when few people tracked the news. I track the news every day. I try to pay attention to what's going on all the time. I don't trust the news. I don't trust sources. I like to check out different avenues if I can. I used to trust the government when I was younger. I don't anymore. The year's inflow hit 2.62 million when September's inflow of 341,000 Southern illegals, I'm not going to say migrants, was revealed. So in September, almost more than a quarter of a million people crossed the border that we know of. We're only talking about that we know of. How many terrorists cross the border that we don't know of? I mean, this is amazing to me. I don't, I don't even understand why the American people are tolerating this crap. Between May and September 2023, just 300,000 illegals were deported. Think about this. They said we got over 2 million, almost 3 million in that 12-month period 
But in one month, and, and then in one month in, in September, we got 341,000 that we know came. But for the year, I don't know if that was the fiscal year or I don't know if that was from January, only 300,000 were kicked out. They probably turned around and came right back in. I mean, nobody's watching the door. The Southern inflow did not include roughly 1.5 million gotaways. So one and a half million gotaways. Now that's an interesting statistic. How do they know it's 100 and, I mean, 1.5 million they got away? How do they know that? Did they watch them run around and they got a clicker? Or was this an estimate? This is an assumption. And if they saw 1.5 get away, how come they didn't have more people to get them? Not that they were going to do anything with them. They just could have put them on the official count. So he had 2.62 and 1.5 million. Uh, that's three point. That's four something. Easy. Oh, there it says. Who snuck over the border, bringing the inflow to roughly five million? Like I said, folks, I don't trust the news. I don't trust what they say. So if it's five million on paper, it's probably ten. Probably ten easy. The 2023 inflow of 2.6 million is in addition to 2.5 million economic migrants welcomed in 2021 and 2022 those migrants already were helping to cut rages and spike rents here you go folks you can see what's happening here so they let in illegal they let in legal migrants to work which already which in and of itself cuts american jobs the legal ones then they bring in all these illegal ones which cut American jobs. I mean, if you're used to making $15 a day and somebody's going to pay you $10 to $15 an hour, you're going to go with $15 an hour. Then if you come to this country and they're going to give you room and board, fly you around anywhere you want to go and then take care of you, why not? Hell, I would too. But the American people suffer. The 2023 Southern inflow of 2.6 million does not include the annual inflow of roughly 1 million legal migrants and at least 1 million visa workers who stay for a few months or several years if they are added to inflow. Biden imports two migrants for every newborn American. So that means there's twice as many. You get the illegal ones, you get the legal ones. And these people, the news media, they were slamming Trump. And they still do. You know, they made MAGA a dirty word, uh, make America great again, or the other catchphrase, America first. Like it's some kind of dirty word. 
So making Americans last. You know, it's just like this BLM thing, uh, the CRT, you know, where, where you're telling white folks you're evil and you're racist whether you know it or not. And telling black folks, well, you know what, you're a victim whether you realize it or not. And you're going to be a victim in America because America was built on racism and prejudice and the black, the, the, the backs and the blood of your people. So you're a victim and, 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 and you need to be able to suck on that gigantic government mammary gland because you, you, you can't do any better. And so, so since so 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 the black person, you know, you, you told him that he's a victim. You told a white person uh, that 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 he's evil, and so so they'll beat up on the white person, uh, the normal citizen, and tell him to get out the way so we can just take care of these other folks while they're telling the black person that we're all here for you while we bring in a million millions of other folks to take the jobs that maybe you would have got if they weren't here. Oh man, this is this is this is this is this is really slick. So they had this map, government map, and it's talking about the inflows. What is interesting here is in 2020, there was almost a half a million illegals that came in. Soon as Trump left office, well, no, I'm sorry, that was Trump's last year, uh, 2020. Almost half a million illegals when he was trying to put up the wall. It's 458,088 people. I know you can't read it there. But in 2021, it was 1,738,000. 686, about, well, more than twice as many. Automatically, they just open up the doors, boom, just let in everybody. And each year thereafter, it increased. 2022, 2,378,944. Thus far, well, I guess they, they quit counting in September. And in 2023, uh, 2,475,669. This, this, is, this is amazing. It says here, the 2023 Southern inflow is six times the 151,000 inflow during President Trump's last year in office. Now, I don't know where they're getting these stats because this is not lining up here. Uh, so I don't, I don't, I don't understand how they got that number or where they're, where they're screwed, skewed. The influence include 1.1 million migrants who walk through the official routes through the border wall. The inflow, excuse me, inflow included many global migrants. Now, this fascinates me here including 52,000 Chinese, 93,000 Indians, 51,000 Filipinos, 19,000 Turks, 292,000 people from other distant countries such as Angola, 
Cameroon, and the Congo. The assumption that many Americans have is that everybody's coming here from Mexico. Well, you know, America, they stole uh, a Mex uh, <clears throat> the, the Eastern or the Western states from the Mexicans anyway. That's theirs by right. Everybody that's sneaking across the border ain't from Mexico. Now, I want to know how in the heck from folks from the Congo or China got here and the Philippines and Turkey. Them folks can't swim across the ocean. That means people were flown here. That means they were flown here and that means they disembarked at airports here. And they were let through here instead of said, oh, hell no, send them right back. All this stuff is planned and organized. All this stuff is on purpose. Mayorkas, that's the person in charge of... Uh, Border Patrol. Inflow also included 163,000 Haitians, 196,000 Cubans, 103,000 people from Ecuador, and 386,000 easily deported Mexicans. So the Mexicans ain't, ain't that much compared. Almost 140,000 young people, mostly job-seeking teenagers, walked across the border via the unaccompanied alien child loophole. Many of those young migrants, illegals, take dangerous jobs and some are used as prostitutes. Well, I heard that many of these young girls that came across the border, they were raped coming across and then they're put in to brothels and different prostitute things over here in the United States of America. The bleeding heart liberals don't believe any of that stuff. They ain't dealing with that. Amid the global rush, Biden's deputies posted a statement detailing their request for $14 billion to help move more migrants into U.S. communities. Why? I wouldn't give them a dime. They need to get a new Speaker of the House that's going to stand up and cut off the money for this crap. The American people did not elect their so-called representatives to take care of Haitians, Cubans, Congoans, Venezuelans, Chinese, or any of these other folks. They elected these people to take care of us. And if these folks can't take care of us or refuse to take care of us, these folks need to be put out. We are taking steps to speed work authorization for those who are eligible. The, the supplemental request includes an additional 1.4 billion shelter and service program grants to local governments and nonprofits for temporary food, shelter, and other services for the recently arrived illegals i think that we should take whatever money is required congress sh should fund whatever dollar amount is necessary to send every last one of these folks back where they came from 
And that's it. Feed them while we're getting ready to get rid of them, but get rid of them. Biden's border chief, Alejandro Mayorkas, he is a business-backed, Cuban-born, pro-migration zealot who says he wants to deliver more workers to employers. Get them workers that's in the streets in L.A., in tents. Get them workers that's in the streets in Philadelphia, you know, Seattle, Boston, Chicago, New York. Those folks that need jobs, those folks that need to be rehabbed, those folks that need to be off the street. Get jobs for those folks. Regrettably, our legal uh, immigration system is not designed to meet the needs of employers here in the United States, Mayorkas told the Senate Judiciary Committee in May. He continued, we have employers who are striving to hire to find people who could fill jobs to contribute to our country's economic prosperity. Regrettably, regrettably, our legal immigration system is not designed to meet the need of employers here in the United States. That, this is fascinating. We got schools in, in uh, Oregon that just quit um, asking for any kind of uh, exit exam requirements to get a diploma. Uh, they, they did the same thing in California several years ago. There were 23 schools that I mentioned a couple of weeks ago in Baltimore that had zero, zero students with grade level math proficiency. And we're talking about, we don't have enough people to do the jobs in America, so we want to import people. This doesn't make any sense. These folks aren't interested in having Americans take care of business. They're interested in controlling Americans keeping them dumbed down, dumbed down, reduce wages, and get folks in here that do jobs and won't complain or demand more because wherever they were, this is better. So, so you're, you're elevating people who are stuck down here and then you're driving Americans down here and so everybody's supposed to be happy in the, in the mire. Despite the fact that individuals from other countries want to come here to work, even seasonally, even temporarily, earn the money that they can bring back to their home countries and support their families. So they want to come here, take our money, and take it there. Polls show that a growing majority of Americans recognize that the immigration is making life difficult for ordinary Americans. Those polls are backed up by survey data. It's harder than ever for Americans to afford a home, noted in the October 17 report. A homeowner must earn $114,627. That knocks out that lady that's only making 72 grand to afford a median price United States home. Listen to this. It's up 15% from last year. That's $15,285 from last year ago and up more than 50% since the start of the pandemic. Wow. So 
you can only need to own about, I mean, owe about, I mean, make about $75,000 before the pandemic. You need twice as much to be able to afford a home. That's the highest annual income necessary to afford a home on record. This is Biden's America. It's strangling the middle class. It's evaporating the middle class. You know, I grew up in Pasadena, California, and there were a lot of affordable homes uh, when I was growing up. Well, now in those homes, if the parents uh, let their children inherit the homes, they got a nice place to stay. But if they sold that home, it's very um, likely that that person may move out of Pasadena because the price is through the roof now. It's like, yeah, you can get a good price if you could sell it with these high interest rates, but then where are you going to move? <coughs> Excuse me. I'm so glad that I refinanced when the interest rates were 3%. Now they're like 8 It's ridiculous. The Federal Bureau of Labor Statistics reported falling wages. Why are wages falling? Because you're bringing in all these illegals. You're bringing in all these people that will work for a lot less to do the same job while you're raising folks up. Uh, I mean, you're, you're making it harder for the average American. I remember reading an article some time ago. I don't have it. But I believe this article was pertaining to, and I think, I think it was Disney. I think they were having people that work for Disney hire foreigners to come and do their job. And they're going to fire those folks. I think it was Disney. I could be wrong. But whoever it was. See, one of the reasons they like doing this stuff is because the Democrats always love to talk about all oh, the Republicans are the party of big business. They're the ones that want to make big business money. They don't care about the little man. You don't hear the Democrats talking that much about caring about the little man no more, do you? Oh, you know, we're, we love black people. We love minorities. You know, they, they sort of infer it now. They don't talk about it as much as they used to. Just like they used to scream when, when, when Trump was... Uh, uh, president about reparations. We need to deal with this. They don't talk about that. They ain't interested in that. Now, I'm not personally for reparations. But see, that's one of those dog whistles, the words they like to use, to pull black folks' chain. When they got the power, they ain't talking about stuff that they could do something with. That they don't have. They, wait, they, they put that stuff aside and they talk about that stuff when they can't do anything. I mean, it's the classic bait and switch. Classic. And so they that thing about them, them loving the poor, they want to help people. You know, this nonsense, just like this nonsense about um, voter ideas is, is racist. They don't think voter ideas is racist. They don't believe that crap. They know full well you can't go into a bank and cash a check unless you can prove who you are. They know that you're not going to be able to get onto an airplane unless you can prove who you are. They know all this stuff. The reason why they don't want voter ID is because they want to lie and cheat. 
They want to get as many illegals, and that's one of the reasons why I got all these millions of folks over here now. They want to get as many folks voting for them because if you can get people hooked up and, 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 and addicted to that big, gigantic government mammary gland, they figure that you will keep voting for those folks. And as long as you vote for the people that will give you that mammary gland to suck on, the people that's giving it to you is in power. And the people in power don't care about you. They don't even care about money. They don't care about money because they know that money will follow power. And as long as they got the power, they're going to get the money. And as long as they can keep you afraid and they can keep you indoctrinated and they can keep you uh, uh, segregated from thinking rationally, they got you. They got you. And that's what they're going to continue to do. Listen, the real average hourly earning for all employees decreased by 0.2% in August and September. Seasonally adjusted, the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics reported today. This result stems from a, an increase of 0.2% in average hourly earnings combined with an increase of 0.4% in the consumer price index of inflation, which means this: you might have got a two, and I'm just throwing out a number, you might have got a 20 cent raise, right? But the price, the, 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 your cost of living went up by 40 cent. <laughs> so they say, you got a couple more dollars, but it didn't do you any good. The pro-migration, pro-establishment magazine, The Atlantic, this is a liberal rag. Decades when American masses enjoy their fastest income gains in the middle of the 20th century were also the decades when immigration was near historic lows. What? So you got your fastest gains, Americans, when we kept the immigration thing down. The 1965 immigration law ended this era, caused a sharp rise. In the number of immigrants entering the workforce. Shortly thereafter, income for poor and working class Americans began to stagnate. Think about it. This is a liberal magazine that's telling the truth. The more of these folks you bring in, the more it hurts the average working American. You can bust your butt every day. You can vote for Joe Biden 15 times next to Sunday and every Democrat in the land. And as long as they bring in illegals, they're taking money out your pocket. It's as simple as that. Shortly afterwards, income for poor and working class Americans began to stagnate. The 1940s, 50s, and 60s were a time of low immigration and rapidly rising mass living standards. The period since the 70s has been neither. Folks, I'm not going to be able to finish this. I don't think I need to go any further than that. When you got the Atlanta sitting over here telling you, you bring in more people that don't belong here, or whether they belong, or legally or illegally, you're going to hurt the American people. And the question is this, if you're an American, should your government hurt you or help you?
Or if your government is not going to hurt you or help you, maybe they should just get the hell out the way instead of, you know, let you decide for yourself. I mean, the Declaration of Independence said uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It didn't say the government had to make you happy, but get the hell out the way so you can pursue happiness. And it, it makes no sense for people to vote for people who are going to constantly shove stuff down your throat that's going to hurt you. It's time for the American people to wake up. I've been preaching for years that the Democratic Party is not um, the friend of the black man. Well, they ain't the friend of the white man either, or the brown man, or the yellow man, any man, the red man. The Democrat Party is a party of control. The Democrat Party is a party that wants to just control us. And the question is, why? Oh, let's not even get that. Let's get that out of here. Why do we want to put up with that? Hmm? Why? Why would Americans tolerate that? Why, you know, this is supposed to be a government for the people and by the people. Why would we sit around there and, and allow a political party to make us pay twice as much for gas, you know, decide between uh, some shoes for the kids or some eggs for breakfast? Why? When it didn't, didn't have to be this way. None of this stuff that we're going through in this inflationary system had to be this way. All this stuff, when the gas price went through the roof, they shut off the, the drilling, they start throwing regulations up to yin-yang, they're trying to push these electric cars on people, change light bulbs and thermostats and everything else to control us. Try to take away our guns. Lord knows that, that if they could take all our guns away, they would even control us even that much more. They wouldn't, I believe, with all my heart, that if we didn't have the Second Amendment, they would treat us worse than the communist Chinese treat their people. The question is, why do we put up with it? Why do Democrats put up with it? Are you so loyal to your party that they can just shove a square pole up your butt with no grease and you're just going to take it? I mean, I'm not loyal to anybody like that. And I don't understand why anyone would be loyal to that. Why? Why don't you people stand up and say something? Why don't you people do something? It makes no sense. You don't have to be a Republican, but you need to be a man. You need to be a woman. And is this the life that you want for your children and your grandchildren? I didn't even talk about moral stuff today. I'm sitting over talking about financial, economic stuff, where they're letting millions of folks in here that don't belong here. Why are you putting up with it? It makes no sense. Think about it. And then do something. This is Sam Talley. I'm out.